Hi guys, this is David Negrin, host of the Script Podcast and Executive Director of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. I'm excited to announce that we've created a Patreon campaign for the script. Patreon is like a Kickstarter, but it allows you to give ongoing pledges every month and receive ongoing rewards. Of course, the Script Podcast will continue to be free, but we're just asking for a little help. We release four or five podcasts a month, but we'd like to do more. We'd also like to improve our audio quality and release video podcasts with rich content. So here's how you can help. Become a patron of the Script Podcast and gain access to our VIP activity feed with premium content. There you'll be able to communicate privately with myself and my co-hosts after every podcast. You can get a packet of original screenwriting guides written exclusively for members of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. You can receive our monthly tracking board preview podcast for Hollywood insider updates on big script sales and the hottest spec screenplays to hit the market. You can get access to full on-demand video of NYC Screenwriters Collective events, lectures, and panel discussions. At the highest patron levels, you can even request the film or TV series we analyze and come on the script yourself to analyze it. So please, check out all our rewards, join our inner circle. Become a patron of The Script Podcast at patreon.com slash the script. So this is the script, the official podcast of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. Tonight, we continue our Halloween horror series with Goodnight Mommy, an Austrian horror film co-written and co-directed by Veronica Franz and Severine Fiala, uh, co-directed and co-written. They both did both. Uh, recently released in the States. Uh, I think it was released in Austria a year ago. Um, the only info I can find on the artist is Veronica Franz is a screenwriter known for uh, Austrian trilogy, the Paradise trilogy. I don't know if you guys saw any of those. Directed by Ulrich Seidel. Um, with me tonight, my co-host of the script Halloween horror series, Christina Leith Malin. Uh, also with me, Alka Kushalani and Mark Meshindaro. Guys, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks, David. <laughs> Horror again. Yeah. Good night, <laughs> mommy. We heard so many good things about this this movie when we were trying to figure out what goes into the Halloween horror series. We couldn't turn it down, and I don't think we were disappointed. No, I wasn't definitely. Um, the uh, translation of the, the Austrian title is "I see, I see." Whoa, that's just like, you know, Mark said he thought it was better than Goodnight Mommy. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not that Goodnight Mommy is a bad title, but that's, that's a really cool, that really gets into that, you know, sort of hide-and-seek theme that, that, that seemed to be running throughout, um, you know, that, uh, uh, 
I don't know, switching of identity. The game, yeah, there's this this duality thing that's dizzying throughout the whole movie. Um, Why don't we quickly go around and say, you know, one thing you liked the most, one thing didn't work for you um, for Goodnight Mommy. Uh, I'll go. Um, There there were so many. I mean, I loved loved the film. I thought it was, you know, almost a masterpiece, I would say. Um, You know, my... I, I love a lot of horror films, and I, you know, I, I definitely enjoy you know creature features and splatter flicks and that kind of stuff. But my favorite tend to be the uh, psychological horror films, mm-hmm. ones that that really. What's a good one? What's a classic psychological? I mean, love? I would say uh, even though this is supernatural as well, I would say The Shining to some extent. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I guess this is this enters into the realm of torture as well. But funny games there. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you loved Night Mommy. There were so many I, things. I, here. I, I loved Night Mommy. Um, I, you know, I think the um, what made this one of the things that I loved was the fact that they were able to transform you know, the, the comfortable and familiar into something alien and, and unsettling. E- even at the very beginning with the landscape, um, mm-hmm. you know, the boys are playing this hide-and-seek game. Um, even something as simple as, you know, the, the terrain that they're walking on. There was this sort of oddly, uh, you know, liquid bridge that they're walking what on. Was that was that? Bizarre. Does anyone have, know what that was? No idea. I have In no Austria, idea what that was. That is the crazy bar. Austrian landscape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. That yeah, that soil, that like moving yeah. soil, that uh, unsteady ground. Yeah, unsettling, yeah. very unsettling. Like, is it going to suck you up or what? Yeah. yeah. Um, you but know, yeah. and then and then you know the 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 this is a common horror trope, but you know, twins, identical twins. That that obviously from The Shining and mm-hmm. many other films. Um, that that's just sort of it can be inherently creepy um and this this was done in a really subtle way you don't really get that until later on um the the way that they dealt with the physicality of the bandages um there was that one fantastic shot you know where where elias is is snooping on his mother and you just see, you know, a little bit of her face in the mirror, and then she catches him, and you have the close-up of the eye. Just the eye, Something yeah. that, that simple. Um, you know, it's almost like an alien is catching you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know, the way that stuff was handled, because essentially th- there's nothing that's, that's remotely supernatural. It's all fairly naturalistic. Um, and, and yet uh, just all these simple elements, I thought, were... were were done so well to, to, you know, create that that creepy atmosphere. What was your favorite horror set piece? Like, uh, I, you know, I don't know if this is this is necessarily a horror set piece, but my favorite piece of art direction mm-hmm. was the um, the blurry image of the mother in the hallway. Uh, it was you know some piece of art that she had made for herself, where you know. Her identity is essentially blurred, um, which, uh, you know, obviously continued that theme of, of uncertainty of who this person is. Um, 
I thought that was great. Would not answer the question for us. It it would not answer right the the question for the boys or for the for us as an audience. Alka, right. uh, or or is there anything that didn't work for you, Mark? So little. Um, you know, I I I loved the scene <laughs> with uh, when Elias puts the cockroach in his mother's mouth uh, while she's sleeping. But you know, I felt like most of the film. Where the fuck do you get cockroaches? That yeah, big? any kid with with a jar full of Madagascar <laughs> hissing cockroaches. <laughs> those is, are, those is are innately those, suspicious. Those. But, they're, those they're cockroaches terrifying. are insane. Those are my insane. nightmare. Okay, yeah, those, those, one those of those are, is a nightmare. Absolutely. And when, when it first shows up, I'm on the wall. I'm like, I hope this yeah. is not a repeating theme. And, oh, and of the, course it is. Yeah, and th and that was great. I just thought, you know, the the impetus for him to do that was the dream that he had, which you know was really well done. Because at that point, you're not really sure who you should be frightened of, who you should be suspicious of. You know, is it the mother or is it the kids? Um, yeah, what did you guys think of that? We, we don't know who's the monster and who's who's the yeah. predator and who's the prey. Really, until about three quarters of the way through the film, maybe even later. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I thought this was a very interesting, deeply disturbing, gorgeous, gorgeous film. I mean, I don't know that I love it because it did remind me of some other films. Um uh, the original was, I believe, Korean. Was the Two Sisters film? Te Does anyone? Tale of two sisters. Yeah, yeah. Tale of yeah, two, sisters. two Sisters. Yeah, this yeah. is Two Sisters. Then the <clears throat> remake, The Uninvited. And I love this kind of story. So it's like, <laughs> give it to me ten more times. I'm fine. But um, it did remind me of that. And I think that uh, the biggest, uh, the most disturbing theme of this film for me was like, there is no sympathy for a working mom. You know, in this part of uh, Austria, it's like all isolation and, you know, it's uh, this woman is a TV presenter, we find out, and she's uh, had some heavy duty reconstructive surgery. She comes back to her two children um, and I think, you know, I found her saying this thing of, I'll make you breakfast, I'll put out your clothes, I'll do, you know, as things got worse for her, she kept trying to placate these boys with the, like, domestic things she could do for them. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought that was a very subtle, uh, horrible thing in there. You know, that was, <laughs> that was scary for uh, all of us mothers out in the world. That was really <laughs> scary. But, I mean, at the, at the, at the fundamental level is there is... She had, she lost the love of her boys. Just it's gone. Like she woke up with the new face, and her kids don't love her anymore. But was her face so new? Like when we see those, there are pictures of her. We do get to see her before, yes. right? And I had a hard time distinguishing her before and after. You know, she looked. Yes, she looked part, like that same mommy the, to me. That's part of the ambiguity. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. there we is. I mean, you're is. constantly searching that frame for like, what Did am I she, missing? Right. Yeah, yeah. That that for me, the one thing that you know, I was looking for evidence too. The thing that was, was the eye when when they get that shot of her eye from her yeah. like dating video, and then they start pulling her eyelid open to yeah. right, and, and you're like, context. ah, that eye looked a little different. Right, and then yeah. the mole. That was another thing. The mole. I, 
Yeah, that was removed. They they see a smudge on her face when they've uh, yeah kind of trapped her, right? And right. they smudge her. I, I mean, they see that it's a fake mole. And I think this plays back to in the middle, I believe, they ask her, uh, show us your birthmark, right? And she says, you're crazy. She smacks them around, and that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know whether that's the same... Uh, that's the same marking that they're looking for. It's uh, this one is on the face, right? So there's a smudge on her face, and she says, "No, no, I had it removed because they're dangerous." You know, very plausible. I love that. We're interested. We're instantly just talking about what the fuck happened. So yeah. I, let's continue. Let's just stick with that, guys. What the fuck happened in this movie? Yeah. I mean, the 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 she is. Did she have an accident? She mentions an accident. Yes, and a yeah. divorce to the yeah. the, the the priest at one point. So yeah. did she had the reconstructive surgery because she didn't look that different. It wasn't necessarily that she got like a nose job or anything like for cosmetic. It was reconstructive. Christina, did you think that was reconstructive or cosmetic? I thought it was related to whatever happened to the other son. I thought it was a bigger accident. It's it's very vague. So I just. I built that in as part of her trauma that okay. she was involved somehow. I think it really depends on if you I seem like a because if you look at the the fact that like if something let's let's say we know all the facts that something had really seriously tra- been happened traumatic like if you lost a child I wouldn't think you'd necessarily run out to get plastic surgery that would be not high on the totem pole so I equated some something physically happened to the other son that in turn like it was some type of big boating accident where she couldn't save and probably where she got hurt and i felt like she was dealing with that i just i couldn't right. i didn't think it was plausible to think that like you just lost a kid and now you're going to go get a face facelift right she didn't seem that shallow in the context of her character yeah and it well, seemed a little too soon and they kind of very were ambiguous about the kind of the scope of whatever incident that was kind of somewhat alluded to i kind of felt it with the way the interplay of the the two boys, but yeah, yeah, I th- I, you know, I th- I think it was. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Did you want to? No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, um, I, I I thought it was intentionally ambiguous. You know, because again, at the beginning, you, you don't know that one of the kids is dead. You, you have no idea that there was an accident. Um, you find out very soon that she was a TV host. Um, she can't answer the question when they're playing that game. And, you know, I got the sense that she is very self-involved and that this could have been cosmetic surgery. That, that's kind of, I think, what maybe they were getting you to, you know, tricking you into thinking. But ultimately, I think that, you know, you realize that it probably was related to the accident um, and her son's death. But I, I think it was done ambiguously for that purpose. I mean, there's so many pieces of ambiguity here that I don't know that, the movie resolves what happened for us, <laughs> right? Uh, you don't know what happened at the end in actuality. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 seriously. I think yeah. it resolves it. I, I think, I think it resolves. Yeah. yeah very, very definitively. Um, she goes up in flames. She's dead. The, the sun, you know, escapes into the night. And we have what? no idea what happens with him after that point. We just see that idyllic image. What, but what, was she their mommy or not? Oh, she was uh, their mommy. I, 
I think she, she was, was but that's what about but you're right. The picture, if that, if what that's about what you're asking, the picture yeah. of her friend, that thing, yeah. said to me, there's something else going on. Who is this woman, right? And our mommy wouldn't do that, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and the game in the beginning, the game where she can't name herself, yeah. that was such a beautiful, right. Um, Ex, like introduction that early on in the movie, her they put her they say mama on yeah. her on, but, on, on but, her thing yeah, and but, she they can't figure it out. But David, if you think about it, that yes, game yes. which I, I think it's one of those good moments where you can once you know the twist at the end, you can go back and you it, it has all it takes on a totally different uh, texture, exactly. right? Yeah, because. He, you know that this kid has been driving her crazy with, um, can you see Lucas? What's Lucas doing now? What's Lucas this? And she is trying to get him to disengage, right? From his right. twin brother who died, yeah. right? And he is continuing in this fantasy. So when he asks her, when he gives her the clue that she has two children, right. she's, she pulls back. So she doesn't uh, want to right. say. I forgot about that clue. Right. So she, she does not want to say that, that yeah. that's me because she does not have two children any longer. Christina, did exactly. you pick up on exactly. that one of the boys was a ghost from the beginning or uh, a figment of the yeah. imagination? Yeah, I really? kind of, I kind of wow. was feeling that. The whispering and the only focusing on one kid. I knew there were there. I felt like the. I think I don't know. Maybe it's just. The genre it felt like I kind of saw that coming but I kind of I'm disappointed it was uh, this movie and another movie that did do that I'm disappointed because I feel like it's a cop-out my like of this is art direction is quite stunning and the camera work is quite stunning my not like of this is as a writer if you are going to do that be brave enough to have dialogue what was missing in this and another movie I saw recently was they played tricks with you by no one having a conversation and as a mother and as a writer I would have been more impressed if they had had conversations if she had told Elias every inch of his childhood so then as a writer you have to fight out of that box like gosh he did prove it so now Lucas has to go one step further to to dethrone the mother but by having no dialogue it's very easy to say it was very quiet movie and that was my my only uh problem with this movie i love this the beautiful uh cinematography um the imagery subtly scary and it just builds and builds until we get to that the torture where it's just complete outright horror but um yeah i think that's how they got away with it reminded me a lot of um, unfortunately say the sixth sense that that movie is very quiet whenever um another person is in the room because they're trying to keep the secret that Bruce Willis's character was dead and I was like oh I can see what they're doing it's one of these kids is not real or if they are or I couldn't but there were so many ambiguities I kept thinking oh this is a fake out that he's not real he is real and so I was sold I was sold on this I, 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 even though I saw certain things going on, I didn't know which way it was going. And I didn't know, and I think this is the one of the things, you guys are more horror aficionados than me, but 
we don't know until three quarters through the movie who's the bad guy and who's the good guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd seen Tale of Two Sisters, and you know, I, I know that that's that's a possibility. So that was in the back of my mind. But um, yeah, I, I really I was more wrapped up in the mystery of whether or not this is actually their mother. Yeah, that, that's, and to that me, seemed to be the focal point for me and up until, through until most they of the film. start torturing her mouth. Yeah. Like the blood. I I didn't think the kids were the bad guys. I thought the kids were really the good guys and this woman was a fake. But yeah. Then they start torturing her and I'm like This well, is Village of the Damned. We're going down this you road. See, the problem is they don't really explain what her motive would be for being a fake. Why would she want to be in the middle of nowhere with two two kids? Like I made if, one know, up. They, I made one up in my head. I was like, "Oh, yeah. it, it's the friend." I, was take the mother died in the car crash too, and the friend was yeah. trying to help take over, pretend to be the mother for the kids. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I did. I didn't feel like I needed that. I'm, I I personally like minimalism, so I'm okay with not much dialogue. I, I I really prefer all that. I think you, most writers trip themselves up with this kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, and I felt like you know you can look at that as a cop out that they 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 didn't write stuff to uh, you know that can easily be picked apart um but uh I, you know i thought it was psychologically rich enough for me and I, I the mood of it i think really sold me on it um they so slowly the 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 boy the boys yeah so slowly went went uh you know psycho on the mom yeah the first step i think was the cat do you remember the cat? Yeah. They drowned yeah. the cat, right? But they never showed us them drowning the cat. No, they, sh- they didn't drown the no, cat. No, did they? no. No, no. They, they found, found the cat. They the found the cat dead downstairs, in and they the said it must be. It, it must, must have be been mother. mommy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they they assumed that she had killed the cat, and they put the cat in water. I don't. I don't know why. Some kind of ritualistic thing to have it on display. To make their mother no, they didn't put it in water. Us. They put it in some type of formaldehyde because that oh, was that what it was? place on fire. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, to preserve okay. it. Ah, that's okay. what that was. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. And that lights quickly. Um, yep. And then the mom threw their their cockroaches in there. So you yeah. know, the first sign that the kids were off should have been that they're just <laughs> collecting cockroaches. Yeah. And that yeah. they're 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 doing text taxidermy with a dead cat sure but they they seem so sweet i'm still having a problem with this movie because okay we're focusing a lot on the boys but really let's get behind explaining what are the nuances of the mother Mm -hmm. what's her motivation for being so stoic and so mean if you've lost one son you have one left you're not going to love the heck out of him or give him away i mean she just seemed like she was there to play uh, a question mark role to keep the device of the boys being like one boy but I didn't see like her pain of having lost a kid really there were a couple of slaps a couple of stresses a quick talk to the priest but I didn't feel like that was a layered mom at all I feel like it was a setup for the boys story and that's what that was just totally missing for me so I, you're saying true nuances of Al- going Al- through this something. I if think you lost a son I think and you're divorced from a husband <laughs> and you're going through there's a lot I just I think her yeah, I her, so her bandaged face yeah. is stands in for her trauma. I think that that uh, surgery that whole that is all a symbol of that trauma 
that they've all experienced. Number one, with this we, character, I agree. And it's, isn't it implied? Isn't it? Is the she? But I think she is always her. Her sternness is always directed at the fact that whenever she engages with Ilias, he insists on turning this conversation into his own personal agenda of keeping right. his brother or alive. Or discussion with Lucas, right. Yeah, right, and right. so she's sick of it. I mean, I think but that she's so But why does she so never address that? Why don't, why don't we ever she's see her address that? We're she already talks the on the phone. She, she probably she was having addressed it multiple backstory. times. But she was Wait, talking yeah. on the phone it, a couple it, of times saying, I can't that play along. In the, in the backstory, I mean, it's been talked about. Yes. It's been talked about. And the another thing Absolutely. that's in the backstory is it appears that she was sequestering herself from her son in the bedroom. Does, it didn't wasn't it implied that maybe she was keeping herself separate from her boy for a while that in itself could produce trauma in a child right if the Definitely. mother after the accident dead boy and then the mother is so af- ashamed of her face um, and has so much self-hatred of her uh, of her disfigurement that she decides that the son can't come see her right? And at one point she's like, I need my sleep. You need to go away. So there's a couple of things playing on here. Yeah, I agree, Christina. This mother is missing that, that thing, that, that, that I'll do anything for my son thing. But she did just lose a son. And she's dealing with the disfigurement. And I will throw in, maybe it's a little bit of Austrian culture. Maybe the Austrians are a little more standoffish. Yeah, absolutely could be. I mean, I think it's hard to discount the fact that her son is clearly a little crazy. (laughs) And, you know, we have to assume she's been going through this. She's had this conversation before. And, and, you know, I think her frustration and anger is is really a, a product of that. Uh, we don't know that until the end. So but I'll, it comes I'll, off. I'll, well, it's relatively. Let's also realize it's a short clip because the one of the gentlemen that has a conversation with Ilya says, "You're coming from Wien, which is Vienna, and right. this is going to be new for school year. So whatever, wherever he's at, it's happened. This is all taking place within, a, let's say, the summer vacation. Mm-hmm. If right. they've moved here and he hasn't started a new school system yet." So I I don't know I'm just not I'm not buying that you can't develop the complexity of a mother and then you're just showing her angry. I, I, no, I, and the, the I, whole scar thing. I'm I don't know I I get what you're saying Elka about the scars being you know kind of a, a symbolism, but because I don't as care an actor, if I look like the hunchback of Notre Dame and I don't care if I had my daughter and another child if I lost that one child I don't care how ugly I was. I would still fight to cope for and with my child. Yeah, yeah. And it seemed like she didn't fight to cope with, or even they didn't have side moments where she just sat there, cried, really got into it. They kind of gave brief, What about the scene with the priest? Cinematic, but they, the scene with the priest. Yeah, but that was only on a two-second thing where she said something she doesn't bad need more really than happened. That. No, she said uh, the <laughs> accident, the separation, it's all too much, and she dissolves into but tears. But those are just verbal right. setups. And I think... That wasn't... That was a two-second. So I I'll like agree with you, I mean, when you're missing the face of this performer, it's like a great handicap. And I still identified with her. Like, the further and further we got along and we kind of saw, like, we felt that shift, right? Right. But she also, Alka, she was very hands-off. She was very hands-off. when I actually saw the real mother. 
There was like, no, please, there, Elias, don't do this. Like, when she was, was dying no, at the end, that's when I saw the real mother come out. That's the first time I saw her really fight for something, which was ironically her think, own life. But before that... You didn't think mm, when her bandages came off and she walked into the room and she smiled at him and said, well... And he he's an exhausting kid. He's yeah. like, he's like, no, yeah. you're not. I mean, he's always on his own trip. You know, this kid is like all about Lucas all. And she's she's her. Reconstruction he also lost about, his twin uh, brother. Right. I'm not so saying he's, that he's, he's, yeah, he's yeah. traumatized, not justified, but I'm saying no, I will agree with like Christina to some degree. There's it, conflict. It, it there. was absolutely they made her a little bit standoffish to preserve yes. the concept. They yeah, ha- they but, had to. But I think these these are two questions. The question is, you know, is she likable or is she believable? I, I don't I don't need her to be likable. I, there yeah. was no point at which I sympathized Agreed. with her. Like I thought she was the villain. You know, I I didn't know if she was, her, you know, the mother or someone else, an imposter. But either way, we knew she was a villain, and if she was not, e- either a way, real she was she was clearly cruel in certain ways. She was not a good mother. I, I think that that is, and it know, turned out that she, she wasn't she disfigured. She was barely disfigured right. we don't at know all. That. I, I feel like we don't know that she was a good mother. Right. But it, but none I, I of none I, of this. Took she was a career mother. She about was the divorce. So where's the husband? No, and they're also they're also talking about a divorce. So where's the husband after this visiting his kid? So husband, it's, it's weird to I say think, she was a bad mother, but we don't even take into fact what happened to the father, the separation and the accident, which means yeah. apparently husband and wife are no longer together sure, and a kid's sure. dead. But we don't even see the dad, I, but we're easy to say she's a bad I, mother, but she's actually the one person that's there for them. That's, no, no, that that's, look, I'm not trying to make any, you know. I'm going deep. I'm sorry. But, no, 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 it's uh, fine. I'm not trying to make any statements about that. My point is that you seem to be very concerned about you're conflating likability with believability. And for me, those are two different things. I can totally buy this character, whether or not she's a good mother, whether or not she's likable. All of the actions, in retrospect, you could see is somewhat plausible. They might be a slight stretch, but nothing seemed insane to me. You know what it's I mean? It's not that they're not plausible, but you, did anyone see the movie Terms of Endearment? Yes. Yes. Do you remember Deborah Ringer had two kids, a really cute little one, and then the older one that was just a big pain in the ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at one point at the very end when um, she had to tell the older one she was dying, he was just like, whatever, bleep you. And she had to literally wrestle him down to the ground. You don't have to like Deborah Winger's character or not, but you saw her humanity with a really rough son to deal with. And that's what I'm talking about, that realness of a mother dealing with a troubled child. I liked the kid. The kid reminded me of an Omen kid. But, like, I didn't feel like the mother matched any type of deepness in character that the kid had. The kid won me over. He had problems with his brother. He couldn't deal with it. He had little twerks or tweaks. Fine. But the mother was just this plastic cutout character to push a narrative. And she works. And you can't tell me. It's not about liking her. I could totally hate her. But I need to believe her levels. She needs to go there all the way as a villain, even if she's not. Or she needs to go all the way they, as a They hero, did fool you, know, you into she's, wondering she's whether she host. was the vin- villain, though, right? That doesn't mean yeah, anything. Yeah. I'm not going to knock TV host. That uh, TV host doesn't doesn't say, oh, that's an excuse for her to be a plastic cutout. I, I, I bought, I bought the superficiality based on that. Absolutely. I had no issues with that. Uh, I, I, didn't. I think it just I, I, was ambiguous. But I also want to say that the fact that she worked, you know, I think it's like there's this other layer to this and you have uh 
you know, this absent father, you know, this post-traumatic stress, this kid. And I think that that kid was also kind of pushing her in this direction for uh, domesticity, right? This guy comes in, there's a delivery guy, one of the few extraneous right. characters in this piece, and he comes in with like a freezer full of frozen pizza, right? And this kid is like looking at it like, oh my God. I mean, he sees the future and I think it, it drives him forward in his hostility mm. towards his mother. There's a lot of stuff there that's buried that's about her work. Well, let's, can we tease it out, guys? I want to do beats. Can we do beats? Sure. Sure. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We can t- continue to tease it out while we do the beats, but um, who wants to start off? There's so, uh, many, so many good visuals here. Opening image. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it starts with the, you know, the mother, the idyllic image of the mother singing that goodnight song. Um, right. What was that? It was some Austrian movie? What, it's a Brahms cradle song. Okay. That That yeah, is not so the mom in the movie, though, right? No, that is like, I think, some vintage, it, right. you know, looked like a vintage film to me. I don't know what right. exactly. And it I was, don't know. It, some, it reminded me of Sound of Music. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. very Austrian. Like, and, right. and then... Um, what was our closing image that 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 would match up with that? They're the the idyllic mother coming to greet them as they pass through the cornfield, uh, right? Yeah, that's it's, right. It's almost exactly the same. It's a, you know it's a different character, but that's essentially the the archetype that they're that that uh, Elias is working with. Elias's Elias's fantasy comes true, yeah. right? Yeah. That his his brother's back and his perfect mom is back. And yep. weirdly, in that moment, they break the fourth wall. Did you catch that? I didn't see that. With the mother? When, at the yes. end, when they are singing they at the edge of the, the cornfield, they are looking directly at the camera. It, into the camera, yeah. And yeah. Well, it is just like the creepiest, yeah. most discomforting ending. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> It, it, for me, that just is like ambiguous ending. It was like, ah, oh, this could all be a dream. This is your nightmare. Um, yeah, wasn't it set up that I'd, they're I'd, all in heaven or wherever? Yeah, they're all yeah, ghosts. definitely. Because she walks away while the house is on fire. Yeah, because right. And she's in right. Maybe clothes. they all died. I, I didn't see it that way. Yeah. I, I think the kid is still alive, and this is just still his fantasy. This, this is what he thinks he's going to escape into. That she's just going to the be there on, on the fire, other side. Though? Yeah. It, that, do we see him escape? Do we see him no, run out? No, he doesn't out or no? leave. He just no. says we don't see him leave. Okay. No. Okay. The fireman. This no, is, but you do see the mother the walk life. past the fireman and them not ignore. No, the the scene right before the very the closing yeah. image, you see the house on fire. Right. You see a bunch of firemen rushing towards the house. You see right. the mother walking past them. They don't acknowledge that she's walking past them in her night robe and she's walking into the the forest. No, and what was with that? So you t- it, was, it was not a night robe. It was like this very like chiffony gossamer like dress and again they had kind of painted her in this oh, like what, domestic what was that like, scene? frau you know like dress wait wait and what she was, was a what, career what woman. was that 
That was that dream that Elias had of her walking into yeah. the forest and getting naked and then ha- shaking yeah. the head. And what was that about? He uh, had a couple of dreams of her being nightmare. like an alien. Yeah, fear yeah. fear of her being an imposter, an alien, something terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that actually led but directly also a to lot, the a lot of scene. very like Oedipal thing with like the mother's naked body yeah. and and looking for the face and. But I think that spoke to some of the standoffishness of the mother. The mother not, you know, the, she, Christina, you're right. She never hugs the kid. She never holds his hand. There's no kissing in this whole fucking movie. Yeah. You know, there's, whether it's because they were trying to keep the cons, the conceit going or not, yeah. they kept a distance between Eli, Eli, Elias and, and Yeah, the but mother. mothers come so, in if, all shapes and, you exactly. know, uh Emotions. Yeah, I know, but there are moms that don't like their kids, and I'm wondering, like, even if we say that she can't cope, and she maybe she liked Lucas more, and she's mad that Elias is alive. That's there you possible. Go. We there you go. they yeah. need to. This is me. This is conjecture on my end because they're not clearly stating that, and I don't. I, you don't have to force feed me or give me cliff notes, but I think they could have done a better job at that. I think they could have done a better job. Um, anybody have a theme stated? Uh, it was in Austrian, so <laughs> German. Yeah. Was it in German? They yeah, speak they, they, in they Austria, were. Yeah, but yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think that, that one's really hard, David. Um, How does one prove that you're you're a mother? or a good mother just a good how do we know like what's the proof of being a good parent that's wonderful that's a great theme for this it, yeah because that was because it, it proving whether she's the real mom or not is very close to am i a good mom yeah. am i a good enough mother yeah. and we don't know that we don't know the circumstances of the accident. Maybe it was her fault, right. or maybe she's blaming herself for it, okay. or yeah, you know, maybe she was. Texting maybe she and really. Driving. Maybe Lucas was her favorite, and maybe she feels like she's stuck yeah, I, with I him. I like that. I that's, like that. That's theory, very possible. Yeah. yeah. And that's why she's I think at the end, in that climactic scene, she says, "It's not your fault, Lucas died." To hmm. this kid. Right. Maybe that was her own realization. Maybe she was blaming him the whole time. That's why she was standoffish and telling him to leave me alone. Maybe he was playing video games in the back of the uh, car or something. Was it a? No. It was a water-based accident, correct? I don't know. I I don't. Because uh, they played with I, the lake a lot in the old yeah, image the, as well. Right, and and the hide and seek game the last one is he's calling Lucas's name and we just see something bubbling up from underneath and then a hard cut I think to mm-hmm. her coming home um, but I, I don't know that it was clearly stated that it was yeah. a, a boating accident I don't remember that um, but uh, they got sucked into that that moving ground whatever the fuck that was that like sarlacc pit sand fantastic you know? yeah that was what, that image is so what weird. was that, that oh. cave with with the the bones in it that where they find the cat what, yeah. <laughs> what you know, the hell was that i think that's an and why do they have these enormous uh, cockroaches everywhere yeah. where the hell are they living <laughs> yeah it's like this it was um I think it was an ossuary 
Yeah, because I couldn't tell like whether they were near a graveyard or you know that church, how close they were, or of sorts. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, but I felt like it was all kind of tied into that religious. Yeah. And there was like that cat in the middle of all this, that injured purring. Yeah. <laughs> you know, purring on the bones. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of symbolism. Hmm. This is a good. Um, what were they thinking? when they talk to yeah. the art director. Yeah, oh my god. Can can somebody run me through the quick setup uh, of our film? Sure. Um, they're these boys Thank who you. live in this isolated house. And uh, they are, you know, they're frolicking in nature and they seem to be quite self-contained. Uh, their mother arrives after some heavy-duty plastic surgery and immediately starts closing the shades um like they play a lot with light and dark in this film and i think that has a lot to do with uh memory and uh what people choose to see what they choose to block out i mean i think they play with this over and over even not with the shades they go completely black from time to time and it is about those moments of uh, absence of memory i think um anyway so our first indication that something is wrong is that she serves only one of them juice and supper mm. and that's Ilias. and he says lucas would like some as well and she says he can ask me himself and Ilias very enigmatically tells Luce, lucas you should apologize and he's like yeah whatever <laughs> Right, right. And then he drinks his juice. He shares the juice with them, but that's after the mother left, so right, it could have been right. a hallucination. Yeah. And they also introduce this timer in this sequence where we kind of don't know what it's about. They introduce the cockroaches, so there's a timer in the bathroom for him to brush and floss his teeth, and there's a right. cockroach on the wall, and we kind of have don't have all the, you know, we're just getting all the pieces of the puzzle here. But where does, and then, but where does, I want to talk about the set design in a minute, but where does the setup lead into the catalyst debate, breaking a two? Like, where does this story begin? Because it's a lot of ambiguity. Like you said, we're not even sure who the protagonist is for a while. What, what did you, what do you guys have for that, that whole kicking off of this journey? It's that game <laughs> that they're playing with her, uh, with the post I thought it was when she sets up the rules. Like, they, no one goes near the windows, no one goes yeah. outside. When she sets up a structure that seems foreign to them, I feel that's when they first have this, that like, That could be angst. the catalyst. Yeah, I th- I, that could be the catalyst, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, even just if you clump in her returning and appearing with, with the bandages, that and, and the, the rules, that all itself. happens within, you know, a minute or two of each other. Um, yes. The other that, case that, you could make for it is the accident that we don't see is the catalyst. I mean, it happens before this film. Off screen, yeah. right, right, right. But for on screen, I like that her return or her face yeah. being revealed with the bandages and then the rules. Because uh, a good debate, a good debate scene is, is, is the game yeah. they play. Right? Debate yeah. is about are we going on this journey or not? And I think it really early on at one point they say, one of the boys says, is it her or 
I don't think it's her. They actually ask each other the question. She seems different. Yeah. That's what yeah. they say. She seems different. And so that's pure debate. And it's between the two boys. And from then on, it, it does become a game of proving whether this is mom or not. Mama. Yeah. Or not. Well, let's like take one one day back at, or or two days back. She's what would be the big shift? Like I I'm trying to piece together two. Like if this accident happened and she had been in the hospital for playing it like that, is this their first time seeing her, or did they just see her yesterday? And what's the big flip over, or how you know what I mean? What's the separation point when they've come back together that makes them start to go down this path of questioning her? It had to have been a while. And so, and also, because we didn't we don't, see a what, switch what, up of who was managing them, if, or that if setup the is other, kind of yeah, who, who was managing them? Was it the priest, maybe? Right? Or was <laughs> what was the other? But they're was born the, was to Elias? this place too, because the it, priest what, comments, that, priest or someone uh, comments that they're from Vien, uh, Vienna, like I said before. Yeah. So I don't even think this uh, so land is, 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 is familiar to them. That was the Red Cross people, right? Right. Uh, so this is a new yeah. environment to them. Yeah. How we don't know how. That's long even the- more insane. If they, if 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 the if Elias lived through the death of his brother in the car Vienna, accident, and then they came the mother, out, how and they- then they moved. Right. That that all explains the way you could traumatize a child to the sure. fact. Uh, this, oh no this doubt kind of about psychosis, it. and sure. it makes it and it takes it away from horror and becomes no. This could be real. Yeah. This could be. A totally naturalistic, right? A drama. Tragic, and he's, tragic drama. And he's fighting, you know, this truth that that Lucas is convinced of initially, that you know this is not our mother, um, and he seems to be resistant to that, and finally, you know, is ultimately swayed. Well, the first issue is that that he gets there. And he's still got his brother. He hasn't let go of his brother yet. I right. think that's the yeah, first yeah. problem. Sure, sure. Is you know, the B story before is mommy the beast, is? Yeah, go ahead. Is the is the B story the relationship between the brothers? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Even at one yeah. point when they have like a disagreement, that's his soul troubling. When they when he yeah. when Lucas wants him like don't untie her or she's you know when he's almost having compassion for his mother and. And his yep. brother is is not. Why you lose track? You lose track of who's the one who's not compassionate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I lost track of who was who. Yeah, um, I think the B story is definitely there. You know, they get into a lot of those fights. Yeah. They fight in the tub. Yep. They got the slap fight, the full on slap fight, um, and that's that might be the 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 living boy wrestling with his. Uh, subconscious yeah. trying to get rid of the boy who doesn't believe it's his mommy. That's, this is just insane. This is such a mind fuck. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, Alka, do you you want to do some more beats first? Do you think we hit the, the catalyst debate and break into two? Correct? Um, what what did we say the break into what, two was? Yeah, I don't think we said that one yet. I feel like it's the key when she locks them in and just makes a definitive. Like control or the the going through I, the room. I think it's the, when they I, feed her the roach. That's what I was gonna say because that's the point where Whoa. where they, they they do. That's the point of no return. I mean, that's that's a really intense thing to do. Um, 
I th- isn't that I, was com- that a dream or was that for point? real? Oh, that was real. That we see her crunching I, I think, on bread. No, we that's in the trailer. That, yeah, I think that's that, earlier. That was earlier, and that yeah. I think okay. this is the first time when you see them act. Yeah, and there was a reaction to the are, dream. But what is their goal? Ellie's are had. they are they trying to choose? Trying to figure out if she's real, or if they've decided that she isn't, and they're trying to hurt her. I think that's the moment they are. They're, they're definitely acting on their hostility towards her. You know, I think someone has decided between the yeah. two of these boys. So, so then from so then it's it's so then the mother is the protagonist, and her goal <laughs> is to try to prove. That she's really their mother, and she just fails right. again and again and again. Yeah. And these two are the monsters. But it's told from their point of view. I mean, that's what's right. so slippery right. about this that, uh, story yeah. is because usually you can just follow a protagonist. Yeah. And here, yeah. it's like when you think about who travels the greatest distance, it is that mother, right? Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. absolutely those children's point of view. I mean, like I can count the number of times where we are just with her. And one of the most um, apparent times, I think, is actually when we we only see from her point of view, I think like once, and that's when she tries to escape at the end, and she's being yeah. dragged along the floor, and we're kind of seeing the deck pass her eyeline, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, it was that moment where I realized, oh, Jesus, you know, they've just, yeah. they've just like, switch this i mean but it went it's that so far interesting for me because until i was they, like they full wanted, on, oh, this they, is her story they 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 stuck with this conceit so long that we don't know if she's real or not right and she they gave us the perspective of the boys and you believe the innocent boys more than this kind of cold mom yeah they're beautiful children i mean yeah yeah so it's it and it could just be part more part of the 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 ambiguity and the and the and the twist that they are showing us the story from the antagonist's perspective. Correct. You know. Correct. That's really well yeah. said. And I'm still, I'm going to hundred percent champion that it wasn't plastic surgery because of the redness in her eyes. I feel like that's yeah. A oh, blood in the eye. Uh, maybe. Yeah. That yeah. that wouldn't have happened with plastic surgeon. But we, did she have scars on her back or anything when she was naked in the forest? No. I was looking no. for other other marks or from a from this accident. Also, Elias Elias didn't have any marks. Was he in the car? <laughs> he somehow uh, like in that last speech as I mentioned earlier, he somehow caused whatever happened to happen. He did. Either, How's, how do we because know Because one of the last things she yeah. says, I mean, this woman is, as uh, Christina has pointed out, you know, there's, she's a cipher. She, we kind of don't know what her deal is. But in that last moment where the house is burning down around her, she's got nothing to do but speak her truth. Right. She Thank says, you. it's not your fault Lucas died. Right. Uh, it was an so, exact. It was an accident. She thinks all of this yeah. is happening really because and then because he of immediately his guilt. shifts back at the end. Yeah. He's like, "What is Lucas doing now?" And she's like, "I can't see him, dude. I cannot see him." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but 
anyway, so uh, th- See, that, that break way into two. even spoken to layers of, go ahead. No, I'm just going back to Not the beach really. shade. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure I, what I'm you have to say is more interesting, Christina. Go for it. <laughs> no, but I, that just goes back. Like, if she has throughout the movie been like, you know what, Lucas is great. You remember the time when we did this? Remember the time we do that? That last moment where he's like, okay, this is the last one. I'm tired of fighting between my imaginary brother and you, Mommy. Tell me what Lucas is doing right now. That would have been the point where she loses checkmate. And it would have been so beautiful if she had said so many things to put him closer. Like, I wish Elias had been coming closer to her. Like, Lucas, I don't know. Mommy's sounding really right. And she's telling us about our fourth, fourth, four-year birthday, blah, blah, blah. And she remembers that I like strawberry pudding. And Lucas is like, no, she's just saying that because she hates me. And I wish there had been more of a struggle so that that whole what is Lucas doing now would have been the checkmate to kill her. Then I would have been like, fuck, you almost had him. Elias was so, uh, like, I would have, I wanted that conflict. I wanted to see Elias really, really cut down the center. But I felt like Lucas was winning for most of this movie. Who lit hmm. the thing on fire? Lucas. Lucas or Elias? Well, no, Elias did. But it, it's that, that play, though. It was Lucas technically right. holding it. But, of course, all of the physicality he had to come to to actually yeah. the fruition. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Can you guys, um, uh, can we jump through all the fun and games set pieces, Let's, if you got them? Um, so I think one of the uh, most, that, that red herring that comes through are from the photos missing on the wall. And yeah. at first I was thinking, yeah. oh, it's just of the father, because I, I felt like I saw a female figure in those photos. It wasn't like, I, I definitely, at least on the wall, I definitely felt like there were pictures of her still there, right? So it wasn't about her changing, it was about the dude, the, the missing father. And so yeah. there was that uh, moment, and then they go through this old photo album, and they see that picture of these two women who look alike, that big red herring. And you don't know which woman you're supposed to look at is what is so tricky about that. Because I was like, when her bandages came off and they confront her again later with that picture, you're like, that's her, you know? But then I kept thinking, but was the other woman really her, (laughs) you know? Because of those other photos that are right. so they're vague is it a twin sister that's just stolen her sister's kids or yeah, yeah. and and she just has this very unsatisfying response which is uh we're friends we dressed alike anyway so <laughs> then they search for her online and they mm-hmm. they find yeah, that they're, they're doing a lot of smart stuff yeah. that's why we believe that they're not psycho children because <laughs> they're being very reasonable and right yeah, yeah. sure and then they they find that their house is on sale did yeah. you see that? And totally yeah. saw that. it was very strange that they didn't play with that more because I kept thinking, oh, that's that's why they're angry. Also, it could have been about this house. But that was another piece that just kind of, I think, was satisfied by it burning down. I don't know. Um, I wonder if, like, like, when she mentions the separation and the house for sale were, like, afterthoughts by the writer they don't tie them in tightly so I feel almost like those were just like not so much a separation that could have been a straight ride in but like the the house for sale I totally felt like it was an afterthought 
because it didn't feel like it it didn't structurally tie tight in we didn't didn't get any explanation it was just kind of like again a funny games drop in for me mm, yeah yeah well you, they're still playing with this concept anything else in fun and yeah games? um she this is where we hear her on the phone and we hear her say i'm not gonna play along he has to stop and we don't know what he's right. what she's talking about yeah, um right. this yeah. is also the dead cat uh and the roaches gathered in the jars <laughs> and the tank filled with formaldehyde and just placed decoratively on the coffee table <laughs> yeah. Um, Where do these kids so get formaldehyde? Yeah, that's that. I, that <laughs> creeped Where, me out. How come we got formaldehyde around? And she <laughs> is so badass. She just walks in and takes that jar of cockroaches and added adds them to the. Wasn't the cat. That was Christina? So cruel, that that, that was an authentic. Christina, that was an authentic mom thing to do. Oh, you want to play with toys? You want to break your toys? Okay, I will break your toys. <laughs> Wasn't that an authentic mom thing to do? No, and I'll kick a speed to this. I wouldn't fuck with their cockroaches. All of that shit would be taken by humane society. I wouldn't even touch it. <laughs> I would not give them cockroaches. Obviously, to the, the, the rules of this house are a little <laughs> differently. What? The, the rules of the house are slightly different. Like. <laughs> What the heck? Um, hissing. Those are like hissing cockroaches. Those are the big fat yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, Madagascar hissing Ugh. cockroach. Anyway, and the big wow. moment that kind of leads out into the midpoint out of all of this fun and games is yes. after that, all that happens with the cat and the cockroaches. They get into it, and she's like, "Are you crazy?" And they're like, oh, "We want our mom back. You're not oh. our mom. Show us your birthmark." Mm. And then she takes Elias into the closet and makes him say, you're my mom, ten times. And she makes him promise not to talk to his brother. Right. And he cries okay. in bed and he says she wants, and, and I think Lucas says, she wants to tear us apart. Mm -hmm. That was a tipping point. Yeah, that's the midpoint right there. Mid where yeah. It's like yeah. that closet slash Lucas kind of comforting him in bed. That that's that's definitely a midpoint. Yeah. And now we got to do something about it. <laughs> now we get and and this is interesting because it's <clears throat> up until now and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, the horror has been very indirect. Mm. The horror set paces have been indirect and remote. Um, and now in the second in the in the bad guys close in the horror set pieces get very uh, in your face could you say I don't think there <laughs> were any horror set pieces prior to I think it was more a mystery uh, mm -hmm. and more a drama I don't think yeah. it really kicks in until this point that it's yeah yeah horror, well the feeding the feeding of, or whatever the, you want to call it the feeding of the cockroach and the right. uh, you know, there's a couple. Just, just the cat thing. I mean, yeah, it's all That's sort of passive aggressive. Yeah. And so then, uh, bad guys close in. Mark, do you have a some bad guys close in for us? I, I mean, I guess if if the at this point, see, at this point, we're still not even sure that the the kids that Elias is the bad guy. Right. Um. I you know is that, that, would that reverse the rules right? Yeah. Um. Because then the bad guys are actually the good guys closing. Bad in guys on the bad close guys. in, or right. so, the good guys are exposing the the crazy woman, right? right? Right. At this point, they they've captured her. Well, they've tied her up. 
Um, yeah, that was a real. That's when we should have known. You can't. A little boy who could tie up their mom. I don't think. I don't think she's tied up at this point, guys. I disagree. No. Nope. What's the What's the first bad guy's closing? I think to throw us off, it starts with mommy locking them in their room, right? Mm-hmm. And they are on night watch. They one sleeps right. with the timer while the other one keeps watch with the bow and arrow, right? Then we have the bow and arrow. Yeah. yeah. Then we have the second dream sequence here, which is they imagine or Ilias imagines cutting open her abdomen and the roaches. <laughs> roaches crawl. coming out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's very creep show okay. one, the Hal Holbrook, the 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 scene with the cockroaches, that is so rep that's that does anyone remember Creep Show and the guy yeah. that hated cockroaches and he had bug spray and he had a airtight oh, apartment. Man, yeah. yeah. And then the final shot is the the just the, the room of cockroaches and then they come out of his body out of, out of his yep. forehead unbelievable yep. yeah um, so so and so we go from that to um, their door is now blocked by books right but she says aren't we friends and she kind of talks her way back into their room and reveals her unbandaged face okay mm. this is where she says oh well and they are looking at a photo on like a night table, which is kind of like placed as a shrine. It's a photo of her and her two boys and there are candles all around it. And so she says, well, and they look very dubious, but they kind of agree to get along. And she gives them a single boomerang, which is another cue here or clue that we're dealing with one child. Boomerang is like yeah. another duality that object. Right. The boomerang comes back yep. to you, right? right? Yeah. That was great. You can play. We can play with it alone, but it's a thing that keeps returning. Oh. Right, and yeah. they run yeah. out, and they and they're not Australian. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're Austrian. Okay. They're Austrian. Very nice. <laughs> right. There's so. A beat there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got it. Um, um, so they use it to escape. They use it to run out of the house. And yeah. um, this is where they, I think they go into that town, right? And I Creepy think town. we go into all is lost here because we're still with them, right? And we go into this creepy town, get the priest who drives them right back home, forcing them out of the car. And he asks the mm-hmm. mother, like, do you want to explain? And the mother says, uh, the accident, the separation, it's all too much. She dissolves into tears. And before she can say anything more, did you notice the kids turn off the light? So mm. thereby ending that conversation. So she can't say anymore, Christina. And <laughs> and um, anyway, so she goes back in. and She can turn that light right back on. I would go right. <laughs> Harlow, turn that light back on. You don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a different I'm breaking movie. down this movie. I want to see that movie, but that's not this movie. <laughs> She's a more hands-off <laughs> mom. So um, then she walks into the house with those soggy wedge sandals and keys, right? And she's like locking all these doors, but she can't really find them. She's They are nowhere to be found. And she cries herself to sleep, takes a pill, <laughs> 
Right. And later that night, they See, come out from under the that under bed. The, under the bed, exactly. But the thing is, when she goes in with that key and starts locking the doors, that's a moment when you're really clear that who really is, who's the bad guy here. Yeah. Because she's locking things, but technically, she's technically protecting her own ass right now. Kind of, but not. I wish I wish I had thought that because I thought I thought yeah. it was still a way of us identifying with those kids. Like I think yeah. Until they t- tie her up. Until that point you're like I think I think there's this mommy is you know is someone else. There's this other person in this photograph. I still thought it was her. Yeah, I I thought someone was going to come up, but then I kept thinking. I got to tell you guys, I didn't. If my kid is ever acting creepster or having issues, I am not taking quaaludes at any point. (laughs) Maybe that's when you But if you ever needed a lude, it's like when your kid is a creep. And you probably do need it the most, (laughs) you're right. It's like you don't turn down the lude. I'll take the quaalude and lock my door. Oh, yeah, but if they're under the bed, you know. You're, I I gotta say I they I, creep I, the heck I, out I, of I me. didn't have any I didn't have any proof in this sh- movie that she was the real mom. So, and I stayed on the side with the boys like all the way through. Did you? Is, is there something I missed that that proved it? I think that she just. Oh, you mean all the way like to the end? There was yeah. photographic <laughs> evidence throughout this film that she looked like the woman. Who was their mother? Like, eh, but she also looked like the other girl. And the no, who's the, who is this? You didn't know who uh, you were supposed to look at. But every time there was a, cre- a super creepster scene, you saw the boys waking up, and I was like, yeah. "It's all in their freaking heads." It's in their yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. do you still doubt that Lucas is dead? Do you think that the two kids are alive still? Is that what you're saying, uh, David? No, I think they died okay. in the fire. Okay, so if the kids obviously delusional, we, once we realize. Right, that that one kid is dead. I, I think it's it's hard to deny that this is the mother, and it's all just been that she's not in Elias's head. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I didn't. I, totally I really I really didn't oh, know. Okay, so you're saying kid. if I accept that Lucas is not real, yes, then I have to accept that then the it mom was super w- creepy. Was the mom? Yeah. yeah, you don't have to, but I, you yeah. know, I think I think that that's the thing that's that's holding it together. You know, he's no longer a credible source. But I, yeah, um, I saw him as an invisible friend, you know. <laughs> I didn't. I saw. When has that ever worked out, Dave? <laughs> but kids have. Kids have so those. Yeah. Kids have those. Okay, admit you have an invisible friend. That's why you're championing the situation. <laughs> I'm sitting here next to Joshua. He's on the podcast. Hello. He's actually oh, not invisible. No. <laughs> he's that's, he's he's got the cra- he's got the crazy glue. Yeah, <laughs> he's ready yeah. to rock. Oh, um, like, can you guys uh, help me finish up the beats on the beat sheet? Uh, bad guys closing. Sure. All is lost. So all is lost ends with her crying herself to sleep with the pill. They come out from under the bed and they take the keys. And the dark night of the soul begins with her. Wait, wh- wait. What's the all is lost, guys? Did they get back to the house? They come, no yeah, escape they're in dropped the house. home. Yeah, they're dropped home. She's locked. Because he every said, door. "Are you going to help us? Are you going to tell the police?" 
And he said, the priest says yes, but then they end up at home. It's your classic horror movie where the wife is traumatized and she finally gets away or the teenagers get away and they get to the gas station and the person at the gas station brings them right back to the house. But I'm going to so add, I'm going to so add. So that's all is lost for the boys or for the yeah, that's, this is that's, where that's what's tricky boys. about it. I would say this thing. is where that shift happens, right? Because yeah. you think the all is lost at the priest, but when she goes to sleep with yeah. the pill and they come out from under the bed and take the keys it's like hold up yeah wait a second you know yep. and sure enough when we have light again and it is blinding light at this point um she wakes up tied up and the first thing they ask yeah her, they do and they where's do our notch mom? up that brightness yeah, yeah because true. they've been playing with it and her whole thing was the doctor says I need dark and you know this this house was kept very dark it's very modern it's austere and yeah. uh, it stands in great contrast to this life outside also I mean I think we should talk about the symbols here because there were a lot of them but um, anyway so that's how the dr dark night of the soul begins as she wakes up and she's tied up and they're like where's my mom and they confront her with that photo, right? And um, what's the dark night of the soul for you? She wakes up tied up. That's breaking a three. I mean, to me, that's that's like we are now in the finale. You think so? I mean, the dark night of the soul is more of that, like an emotional. Which is on the floor. Scenario. More like, um, I think they're torturing her is break into three because I feel like there's a mathematical, uh, she, the, uh there's the, the, a once she's tied to the bed, it's it, it subsequently they they do the mouth thing, they do the, the they do the, yeah, but not not immediately. You know the, what? I, you guys, we have to kind of okay. give it up to both because I think you're right. Yeah. The break into three is when she's tied up, but the dark night is so we have to bounce it back to the boys. I think is when Elias and Lucas have a conflict on let her go or not. Because there's only one boy. Yes, but I, they I play agree. out like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Remember I, when I, he I goes to that. cut her free, and yeah. then Lucas comes to him, and it's like a really like they're gonna fight, but we keep we we know now this is one kid, or we I kind of did. I don't know, you know, whatever. But it's that moment. That it's a dark night of the boy soul. It's no longer on the mom. I think they flip flop with with antagonist protagonists a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> Break into three. We think it's certainly uh, the torture scene. We can torturing. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Yeah, I would I would say that. I would say that. Not yeah. not just simply tied up. It's the. Yeah, and it's it's symmetrical with that break Gluing into two. Shut. Yeah, the break into two. If we accept that the break into two was the co first cockroach Glu going gluing in, gluing the mouth, gluing the mouth shut definitely signifies they they aren't they don't want to hear that she from her any more convincing that she's the mom. Right. They've decided it's over and they're punishing her. Is that it? I think Lucas has decided, and I think Elias yeah. is still on the fence. Oh uh, yeah, he is until the end. The final, the final, Elias crossing over is when he burns the curtain. He pushes Lucas's hand to burn the curtain, and that's when he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, the, our finale is the fire, right? The the. Formaldehyde fire. Apparently, formaldehyde is flammable. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, the mom is pretty passive in the third act. She does not really run from the monster that much, you know? She tries to Wait, third act when she's one. tied up? She, yeah. She, she tries to escape at one point she, when she's... She begs for forgiveness. She tries to explain the more. I feel like her yeah. most active act is three. That's when you finally see her fight for something. To this point, she's yeah. just been a stoic. I mean, yeah, but she's been character. really passive. Yeah, yeah. How how would you guys describe the aesthetic of this film, the set design, the imagery? Can 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 you talk about that? Because I think it was very powerful for a lot of us. Mark, you mentioned something about that earlier. Yeah, um, you know, just in the sense that um, um, you know, if if you're just writing a script about two kids at this lake house basically you wouldn't necessarily think about covering it the way that they did but everything was done in a way to to make it feel like some kind of foreign alien landscape um you know from the the ossuary the the crazy bridge that they cross um to even the house itself um yeah I mean, it was uh, very, it was very, like, the house is kind of modern, right? Right. Um, but the landscape is very natural, lots of different trees, lots of different, um, the, the ground and the, the outdoor stuff. Actually, when, when the priest and the... Oh, when, he, when he's burning the... Is that is that the scene you're thinking of? Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say that the priest and and the medic showing up actually oh. kind of spoiled it for me because I felt like they were really far out in the wilderness. Mm. Of course, I'm not familiar with what Austrian suburbs look like, but it apparently it was kind of like a suburb because the, you know the 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 priest is around and the medics like are a, around. It felt like farm country to me. It felt very pastoral. Yeah, and um, there was that farmer, you know, where we. Uh, was the farmer. Uh, in the middle, we see fire for the first time, right? When they first, yeah, I think they burning. escape. Uh, I think with the boomerang, they escape with the boomerang, and then they see this guy burning his uh, fields, and um, that's when they kind of turn around I, and go to town. Yeah, I thought that was. It might have even been earlier. Was it? Was it that scene after they escaped? Um, I think so. I don't know. Is but, uh, uh, I want to I want to I want to tie this up at the end here. Anything you guys wanted to address about Goodnight Mommy that we uh, that uh, we haven't talked about? Because there's so much here. It's so deep. You know, it mm. reminded me a little bit of uh, this other film that I enjoyed very much last year, The Babadook. Mm. And um, it was, was also great. about a mother and child kind of living on an island of their own and being totally traumatized by each other. And I think it's a very interesting theme that's coming out of cinema where you have motherhood as its own horror. And yeah. I love it. I love this. I love the strain of horror, but it's, it's uh, from the mother's point of view. I wish... 
as I've said, you know, I wish there was something um, a little bit more defined, uh, I, kind of like what Christina was saying, you know, a little bit more defined about her so it didn't become, a, you know, it didn't come up in, for interpretation that we were dealing with a working mother who was being kind of vilified for that choice because it did feel like that underneath some of what was going on. Christina, anything else about this movie that you thought deserves? I totally agree with her with, yeah. with what she just said. Yeah, I, 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 she well, except for Babadook, I didn't like it and Sinister and there's a lot of stuff right now where is exactly that I, this this kind of anti mom or creepy mom or bad mom and. Yeah, it's not my thing, and I feel I feel like <laughs> it's no, but it's it's a complexity, and and if you want to go this route, I want you to respect motherhood enough to really show the complexities of the emotional stance that a woman that actually gives birth. It's it's one thing to say I have two kids and one died. It's another thing to birth children that pass before you. There are so many deep nuances that are not addressed by saying, yeah, she's just a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. I, I don't think that we should lay all this burden, like oh, all the heavy burden, or she's the bad guy. There's, I, I, I'm, I champion seeing a film where they show, and there have been in, uh, before, the mother struggling for her child, yeah. or, she, or, or when she goes to that point where you could vilify her, where she wants to slap her, lock a door, where you, she pulls, she has an aside, and you see the angst of why she's doing that, not just she's a flowers in the attic bad relative, but why she does that, you know, have her crying and saying like, Lucas, why, why, you were my favorite, something that shows her layers. I, I, you, a bad mom for bad mom's sake doesn't impress me, and it Got kind it. of pisses me yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, Underwriting. And, you know, yeah, Mark. Any yeah, last, I mean, it, last yeah, I was, I was, I was just going to say in reference to that that you know we are we're getting the story essentially from Elias's standpoint. So any depiction of her mothering is entirely from his lens. That's um, a good. That's a one so, way to look at it. So I, you know, I, I don't know that that it's necessarily saying she's a bad mother, she's a bad person, all these sorts of things, but it's it's certainly creating that mood to make us feel suspicious of her. And I think that it succeeded in that. I mean, ultimately, it's just ambiguous all the way around, um, which I, I, I personally like. I don't feel like I need a lot of defined things. I, I thought the mood was incredible all the way through. Um, but uh, Famous, fa favorite moments, guys. Favorite moments from this film. Let's end on that. I actually, I, even this, this is the one scene that I felt was, was sort of out of place, but I actually loved the scene itself when they feed, when Elias, you know, puts the cockroach on her face. Mm. Um, that was horrible. I mean, that said, everything up to that point, I felt, had progressed in a fairly logical way. That, you know, they hadn't done anything that seemed crazy yet. That, that wasn't unprecipitated. Yeah. Um, and this was just in reaction to a dream that he had. Um, you know, if, if this had occurred after she 
you know, dumped the roaches, or, you know, th there was a very specific action. How the hell do you that. find actors who are okay handling roaches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a filmmaking I, challenge. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, um, to, to jump off that, for me, the most horrible moment was the, well, after they crazy glued the mouth shut and they cut it open. Yeah. And they accidentally cut her lip. Yeah. That was just so... That was great. This movie is full of symmetry, duality, and to not cut the mouth perfectly to make the mistake is like, all right, things are going off the rails now. And the bloody yeah. mouth, and they smile at it. They, like, laugh at it. Yeah. I was like, oh. The kids are cute, but I don't know if I'm on their team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are we um, talking about our favorite spooky moment or our just favorite moment? You can say both. Uh, I was I was going for spooky versus gr gross out uh, versus horror, whatever you want. Um, okay, so I can go now that I'm hearing that. Yeah, my, go ahead. The spook the my fav my favorite spooky moment is when the the tank bursts. That's just like I feel like I heard a symphony behind that. That was it was beautiful visually to me. Um, and my favorite moment is when she said, it's not your fault. Cause mm. that moment I was like, fucking yeah, she's a mom. That sold, that sold the, the, the conceit. You knew yeah. what was going on at that point. Well, I already knew, but that's when I saw her fight as a mom. And I, I, that's when I thought the actress was playing a mom, mm. a desperate mom. So, Yeah. And I, it was a very believable moment. Yeah, yeah, so for me, I think I'm going to go with the light and darkness motif that they play with. I, it's not a particular scene, but I think they do that very artfully. And uh, it's very discomforting how those shades open and close, how they watch each other, how, you know, uh, they become like natural barriers between people. And I think... As I mentioned before, this is, you know, sometimes you go into these dark spaces, whether it's that ossuary where um, at first, you know, our uh, eyes adjust with Ilias's and he kind of goes in and we don't know what's coming around the corner of that darkness. So I love that. And then um, the thing that I really did not like when I was thinking about it because it felt... Um, it felt cheap because I knew why it was there when it was there. But those dream sequences, I mm. felt, you know, it was, I think it was really hooking us into this perspective, which was Ilias's. Um, but I think it was, it was a little cheap, like dream sequences are. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was, they, 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 they ultimately they, always are. They yeah. pulled they pulled every possible lever of yeah. ambiguity, and dream yeah. sequences help. Uh, it's another yeah. ambiguity lever. Le uh, lever. Um, what, my last thing uh, was there's the. Remember when the boys are finally have her tied up and they're wearing those scary masks? Yeah. 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 Those yeah. masks. Oh, yeah. She Masker. had a scary mask on right. earlier. Yeah. And yep. now they're wearing the mask. Yes. Yep, that's a great point. Yep. And now the the tables have turned 
you know, in terms of power. Yeah. And that right, and that right. is when we I think when we say, All right, the filmmakers are letting us know the boys are the monster. Right. Yeah. That's that's totally agree. That's great. Yeah. I wanna revise mine actually. <laughs> um, my in thinking about it more, I think the the scene that that is the most powerful to me is that game that uh, she plays with Elias at the beginning where he puts the, the note on her head that says mama. Mm. Um, they're, they're just, it functions on so many levels. There's so many layers to that. And at first, you know, as you're watching it, you feel that there's this disconnect between mother and son um, and, you know, a lack of warmth or wh- whatever it is that, you know, they're just not connecting. And, and Christina, and, and, a, a mother would get that. Right, a mother would get that the, the you know we're playing a game where you put names on things, and a little boy is always talking about her his mother, and we're playing the game where we're guessing who you are. You know, it yeah, wouldn't I didn't be, get why that took her so. Long. It but, wouldn't be that but, far. But, uh, to get Al- Alka's, yeah, Alka's because, point because, is that right, two sons. She kept yeah. saying like he was like two children. Uh, two sons. You like animals. In it was all the things that she did not want to identify with because this uh, guy was this kid was bringing creepy ass animals he into w- the house he was projecting yeah, yeah that's and so insane he had this brother who he had not let go of uh, i mean of course she's gonna deny it it was very deliberate yeah yeah wonderful yeah. stuff guys yeah wonderful I guys i want to thank you so much this is a great podcast this is a scary ass movie on so many <laughs> levels can you can we drop it into a uh a subgenre we forgot to do that we usually do that because yeah. christina is the queen the queen of uh theoretical no. horror i mean there was a little bit of body horror in this there was so much more psychological but then we 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 came up with that great theory that if this could be totally like realistic and just a traumatized kid. Yeah, and generally, it's if it were to get filed at Blockbusters, which doesn't exist, it would be just under German German horror. <laughs> <laughs> German horror. Oh come on, come on, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> no, German. seriously, because it, you know, the thing is, which uh, Mark alluded to, it, it's like uh, Henke's ha- Funny Han- Games. Han- it's Hanukkah, a very yeah. stark German horror, uh, uh, barring Berlin Undead uh, Rambach. Most German horror that I've seen is very stark, it's very minimal, it's very mm. cold, it's very visceral. Mm. So and it's it's its own it's its own thing. I mean, there's no G horror as of yet because there's not enough to to right. to quantify it as such. But if you do compare it to funny games, you'll see very similar, very cool, cold, strong art direction, very disturbing uh, imagery. You know, if anything, it shares in J horror that they don't. Unlike American horror, they don't pull the camera away. Thus, you see all of the gluing and the cutting. You know. Yeah. Right. So, G horror. <laughs> Love it. Okay. I wanna, I wanna th- thank all of you guys. I wanna thank my guests, Christina Leith Malin, Alka Kushalani, and Mark Mashandaro. This is the script. This is our Halloween horror series. The script is produced by Jordan Rosengarten and David Negrin. Email us, fan mail us, hate mail us. 
murder mail us comments, questions, or proclamations to scriptfeed at gmail.com. Join our Facebook page by searching for NYC Screenwriters Collective. You can follow us on Twitter at scriptfeed. If you live in New York City, sign up for one of the Screenwriters Collective workshops at meetup.com or at NYC Screenwriters Collective. Please support The Script Podcast at patreon.com slash the script.